Good morning and welcome to another morning mental prayer with Shalom Kaysen. Today's topic is until the end of time. But before we begin, make sure you hit the like and the share button. It's absolutely free with the money back guarantee. So don't be afraid to invest in liking and sharing. You won't regret it. And we're going to begin with our enlightenment prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. My God, I firmly believe that thou art everywhere present and seest all things. Cleanse my heart from all vain, wicked, and distracting thoughts. Enlighten my understanding and inflame my will, that I may pray with reverence, attention, and devotion. Today's quote is from the Baltimore Catechism. Jesus Christ established the church with its sacrifice and sacraments for the salvation of men until the end of time. We're just going to reflect on this quote for a short while. All right, here's the quote from the Baltimore Catechism. Jesus Christ established the church with its sacrifice and sacraments for the salvation of men until the end of time. And we're going to reflect on this quote for a few more moments. All right, moving on to our reflection, sit quietly and consider this. How often do you frequent the sacraments? And here's the quote. Jesus Christ established the church with its sacrifice and sacraments for the salvation of men until the end of time. How often do you frequent the sacraments?
All right, here's the reflection. How often do you frequent the sacraments? And uh, if there's any com confusion, one of the sacraments is confession, confessing your sins. So um, how often, for example, do you confess your sins? Or, um, and I'll go more into that in the resolution point, but yeah, here's the quote. Jesus Christ established the church with its sacrifice and sacraments for the salvation of men until the end of time. How often do you frequent the sacraments? Alright, so we're going to move on to our Thanksgiving prayer. Almighty and eternal God, I adore thee and I thank thee for all the benefits which thou and in thy infinite goodness and mercy has conferred upon me. Now for our resolution, the most important part of mental prayer, uh, the thing that makes it so powerful is the fact that we are not only reflecting on some spiritual topic, but we are resolving to change our lives. So based on this reflection, you should resolve to avoid every sin you possibly can. However, you should especially resolve to avoid one of the seven deadly sins. You can listen to the list and decide which one you are struggling with. They are as follows. Lust, envy, gluttony, greed, wrath, pride, and sloth. Remember, sacraments are the visible signs Christ left for us. Sacrament actually, when translated, means mystery and some other uh, traditions they actually call it the mystery, um, especially, I, I believe, in the Orthodox tradition. I could be wrong about that. But um, Catholics and, and Orthodox and Coptics have seven and Protestants normally have two. The problem with kind of lumping, lumping Protestants together is that there's so many different belief systems underneath that umbrella um, the only thing that they agree on is that they aren't catholic so that's the only reason why i'm lumping protestants together as you all know i'm catholic but i'm not trying to downplay anyone's faith the point i'm making is that um, pretty much all christians agree that baptism and marriage are god's gifts they are the sacraments they are the mysterious signs the way that god gives us grace however uh, we mostly disagree on communion, confession, and the priesthood. Not to say that most Protestants don't have these. Many Protestants have communion, almost all of them. Uh, many Protestants have confession. Uh, they feel that they confess straight to God. Uh, some Protestants, such as Anglicans, even have confession to some form of um, uh, clergy. And the priesthood, even uh, like especially Anglicans, uh, they have some form of clergy as well, but we disagree how it works. For example, Catholics believe communion is the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, not uh, spiritually, actually, physically. And that is very hard to believe for many Protestants. They believe communion is a sign, a symbol. Jesus is spiritually there. There is no change in the bread and wine itself or grape juice, depending. Uh, there's no change. It is spiritually um, 
a sacrament in that way. Uh, for example, I already talked about confession, how some Protestants confess straight to God. Catholics do as well, actually. Uh, there is a bit of confusion about that. Catholics confess straight to God, straight to our blessed Lord Jesus Christ himself. And some people are going to say, well, what? I thought Catholics confess to a priest. Well, Catholics use the priest as an intermediary. The priest is the physical representative of Jesus Christ. That's what we believe. And we're only confessing to him so that Christ can use his mouth to tell us what we should do to continue to avoid sin in the future. So while lots of other Protestants uh, confess straight to God, um, you're not getting a direct answer from God, like from heaven, a voice from God telling you what to do. So with Catholics and Orthodox, we actually get a um, kind of intermediary thing similarly to you can think of it similarly to how the Jews had in Israel they have to go up to the altar and they tell their sins to the priest they have a sin offering and um, like the priest is like this is what you need to do you need to get a lamb you need to get a turtle dove you need to yada yada we'll sacrifice it and tell your sins to God um, the 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 priest that was making the sacrifice he wasn't in control of whether God would forgive or not, but he was the intermediary. So Catholics just believe that continued on in a different way. Um, so there's disagreements about confession and there's tons of disagreement about the priesthood. So um, there is no doubt, though, that Christ wanted to share his grace with us all, with all Christians, with all people, really. He wanted to do that in a physical way. We can all agree. That is why Pretty much all Christians practice some form of communion. Pretty much all Christians practice some form of confession, baptism, and marriage. However, many of us have gotten away from Christ's grace, from the sacraments. And that inc includes Catholics. I'm not absolving Catholics of their sins, especially concerning the sacraments. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that upsets me. However, we must go back and conform to, to worship and to the sacraments the way that Christ wanted. How do we do that? We do that by studying the church fathers and early church history. You see, these men, the church fathers, were the closest to Christ and the apostles. Uh, some of them, for example, Clement um, of Rome, and uh, I'm trying to think of who else it was, but I believe it was Clement who was taught by John the Apostle. And there were a couple of other church fathers who were directly taught by the apostles. And there, in, in some of the documents um, from early church history were written or purported to be written by the apostles. They just didn't end up in the Bible. Of course, there's some stuff you need to look out for. For example, the uh, Gospel of Thomas, that's totally bogus. It is a Gnostic gospel. It's a Gnostic text. It was text. It was written um, well after uh, Thomas had died. So that is bogus. And there are some Gnostic texts that you should look out for. However, if you get a book about the church fathers, you're going to be pretty much good to go. You're not going to run into any weird stuff that is Gnosticism or Arianism or anything like that. You're going to find good information. So you can look up a book about the church fathers. Uh, there's one good book by Jimmy Aiken, Fathers Know Best. 
And uh, there's tons of books about early church history out there. If you're a Protestant, there's very good uh, Protestant books about church history. I don't know of them particularly, but I know that I've heard um, I've heard mention of some of them that they just go into the truth of the matter. They're not looking at it from any uh, political point of view. So just look up church history. You want really the early part from basically from when Jesus died until about four or five hundred. You'll get a lot of information about what Christians believed then and you'll get and we need to try our best to get back to I mean, we can't make it exactly look like that. The church is all over the whole world now, but we can get some semblance back to as especially considering our worship, considering the sacraments. Those things shouldn't change. The church is going to expand. We have to talk about certain things now, like um, abortion, death penalty, how we interact with different uh, Christians of different traditions uh, that we didn't have to talk about in the past. You're not going to find answers exactly for that in church history, but you will find answers about the way that uh, we should approach the sacraments and how we should worship. So check it out um, if you want more information about the history of the church, which is really important. Uh, check out the church fathers and early church history. I'm not telling you which books to get because I don't want to sound biased in any way. I'm just telling you that is very interesting information that especially Catholics, but any other Christian should uh, know as well. Church history is super important, especially the church fathers, and you can find out so much information that will help your faith no matter what uh, tradition you come from. I'm telling you, you will really truly benefit from reading about the church fathers. Okay, we're going to move on from there. I talked a little long. I've been trying to avoid that. So we're going to move on to our resolution and morning prayer. My God, I offer thee these resolutions unless thou deignest to bless them. I cannot be faithful to them. I beseech thee most earnestly to bless me that I may serve thee faithfully this day by perfect devotedness to all my duties and a steadfast adherence to all my promises and good resolutions in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you and God bless. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell, and share. Follow me on social media at Shalom Kaysen one That's Shalom Kaysen and the number one. Also, go to sdkaysen.com for daily prayers and quotes. You can support me at donate.sdkaysen.com. And you can browse my products and prayer books over on my website. Until next time, stay holy, my friends.